everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to another fantastic episode where we will talk about how everybody's complaining about how things move too slow and things are boring and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, tis, uh, tis the way things have been for a while, huh? It's okay. You know, not, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because, like, <laughs> I, I've seen um, some people that I know are pretty diehard S- Star Wars fans mm-hmm. that are kind of crapping on Andor. And I got some hot takes for you with this particular episode today we're going to talk about. And it is episode five that we're going to go uh, over today called The Axe Forgets, which is fine the way they tied that name in was kind of dumb i wasn't a big fan of it <laughs> yeah it is what it is but like i i've got some takes on the episode but it's been not i don't know i mean like imdb i remember when we were checking that as we were doing our ratings which coincidentally right off the bat so chase and eric from these are the voyages i actually mm-hmm. do have the uh the uh, a, a document that i haven't quite incorporated yet so we can both see it but it is there and it does have the ratings for this season and going forward i might actually put ratings in there who knows they're tracked at least for this uh this series but i know that you know we had some pretty positive uh pretty positive marks for the show but but man there were uh some negative negative er people this week um that i saw just yeah, kinda... last week was uh very positive so I was kind of hoping it would last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's still holding a, an eight point one. On a, I mean, as the overall series for the whole series or the season. Yeah, for the season so far, it's still well, pretty positive. Does it positive. still have a a rating for the season and for the series, even though they should be the same? <laughs> oh, that's right. It did. It did have that. Yeah. Well, because uh, it, it's weird because they they do have a drop down for season two because it is supposed to be at least two seasons mm. um has someone yeah, like i don't made know a where i saw that crap review on season two is that why they're <laughs> different or i i i have no idea I, right now i can't find that particular thing but yeah it was it's been it's been interesting to see people kind of turn a little bit but uh but anyway i suppose uh before we just jump into that we have to jump into our I can't really do it. I haven't watched a new Lord of the Rings show yet. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, so. you're not up to date? You didn't watch episode six? No, I'm not up to date. We we kind of got behind in, in doing other things uh, over the weekend and, and throughout the week this week. So I, I'm I'm not caught up yet. That's well, okay. You didn't miss a whole lot. Gladriel just dies. It's not a big Oh, deal. sweet. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Wow. <laughs> no, we did have a little more action this episode. So, yeah, I, I think you might like it a little bit more. Most okay. beautiful episode so far, like by far. Very well done, but still a little slow, even for a big action-packed episode. But I won't say anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Are, are you are you uh, behind on that because you started House of Dragon? Nope, still haven't started that either. <laughs> I, I, I know I do want to eventually get into it. It's just one of those deals where I, I just, 
don't want to yet. I haven't felt the inkling. Hey, but I have watched, uh, I am up to date on the new uh, season of Rick and Morty. Are you, do you watch that? Oh, you've watched every episode? No, I've only watched episode one. <laughs> nice. I kind of forgot that it had come out until last week. <laughs> well, it's weird that's always, because. It always happens like that. I always just randomly like, yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched Rick and Morty. Is there a new yeah. season? Yeah, there's like five episodes out. <laughs> well, how I learned about the new season coming out is YouTube Shorts. Like YouTube Shorts event. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they, I just started seeing things that I hadn't seen yet. I was like, oh, it must be a new season. Went in there and checked, and they were about uh, three episodes deep. And uh, so we sat down, because they're a little bit shorter. So we, we sat down and watched them. This past week's episode was, it, it was interesting, but... Uh, not quite as good as some of the other ones that they've put out, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been an interesting season so far. Uh, they don't have uh, they don't have portal guns this season so far. They still haven't gotten the portal gun fixed. I don't really? think so. Yeah, if I remember that that hasn't been fixed yet, or maybe so we're not dealing with uh, the multiple universe stuff right now apparently or? not yet uh, yeah it's just like uh, you just say you watched it what you don't know it's like uh well, hey man i'm not <laughs> trying to spoil it for everybody well, i guess evil morty did mess up the curve <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, no, that's, i had to do i had to do a recap of the last season because i totally forgot everything that happened i finished mm. the recap it's like yeah that didn't help at all i <laughs> still don't really understood what happened but it's it's fine I don't need to. Yeah, it's Did still, you, uh, oh, go ahead. I was yeah. just going to say, it's still fun to watch, so, uh, yeah. you yeah. know. A little more intelligent than, like, watching Family Guy and all the other yeah. animated stuff, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, happen to see the, not trailers, but little announcement videos for Deadpool 3? So I did. I, I haven't watched anything, but I did see where they're bringing back Hugh Jackman or Huge Ackman, as I like to call him, uh, to <laughs> reprise Wolverine. So, yeah, and apparently uh, it's not going to mess with the Logan timeline. Doesn't like destroy that or anything. But um, yeah, I don't know exactly what timeline they're going to go with. But I think it'd personally be funny if they went back to. Uh, x-men origins wolverine like mm. with the really crappy version of deadpool and just have new deadpool shoot him and just take over from there and <laughs> go through some of his old adventures with him with like a little 10 minute montage <laughs> to get hmm. us up to date well yeah that'd be interesting uh but to be fair i haven't watched deadpool movies oh you didn't watch one and two nope uh <laughs> two has juggernaut it's actually a really well done joke. But does does he say the line? No. Dang it. Well, I don't think he says. The I'm line. the juggernaut. Be- so I sell. Oh, he does. He does say. He, it. He okay, does. so then there you go. Say. That's all I need. <laughs> he also rips Deadpool in half, very Fantastic. graphically. Now I would recommend. They are pretty entertaining movies. They're not your typical Marvel affair. Yeah, I just you know I, I've said it before. I, I'm burnout. With Marvel. Oh, I get that. It's That's where tough. I was when I watched the Deadpool movies, which is why I appreciated them. I was burned out a long time ago, though. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, right. Yeah, maybe this is, huh? Well, right now, you're going to, they're going to be phasing into like Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty yeah. stuff. And it's like, I don't know, man. You killed Iron Man. So, like, 
Yeah, I was talking about that with someone the other day. It's like, what do you do? Do you recast him? Do you just cheat and use the multiverse and bring him back and just convince, you know, Robert Downey Jr. to come back? I mean, that's the best option, I think. But at what point do deaths become meaningless? It's almost like old, like, Dragon Ball Z. It's like, oh, no, somebody died. Oh, they're back. Death doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what happens in comics, though. Death has never mattered in comics. They bring, they kill off and bring people back all the time, reboot. It happens a lot. Yeah. That comes to the point where it's like, well, is the storytelling and the character development just not important at this point? It's just all about spectacle. Basically. And I feel like that's yeah. what we've gotten to. Yeah, pretty Which, much. I mean, it, it kind of had to turn into that. Otherwise, it would be nothing. <laughs> True. I mean, or you could just like, uh, you know... Tom Holland, Peter Parker can just become Iron Man, and then we bring up Miles Morales or something to be Spider Man. That would that po some people off. <laughs> I I thought about that. I think that would be kind of neat in a way. There there yeah. are some people that do not care as much for Miles Morales because it's like, you know, well you you get it. people who talk about like virtue signaling and all that stuff, and like you know, effectively whatever ethnicity washing a character. And all that stuff. I yeah, mean, but in the comics, he was a black character. I mean, <laughs> it's, well, it's not... I mean, technically, you could also say the same for like Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Th- there are two major Green Lanterns, uh, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a mm-hmm. white Aquaman too. And I mean, the whole thing is, is like, I, I don't know. You, you could you could go back on lore for anybody and swap anything, but. I don't know. I, I personally, I think Miles Morales is actually more accepted than a lot of other things. Um, than yeah, things. I'm talking about them like things, characters. <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> and, and and honestly, it was aided, in my opinion, aided a lot by the video game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't play it personally. Obviously, I don't have a PlayStation, but I've heard a lot of good things about it, watched yeah. the videos on it, and. Honestly, just for that alone, I've wanted to get a PlayStation just to play all the Spider-Man games. But uh, also, from what I've heard, he has some of the best villains. His uncle being one of them. I can't think of his character, his villain name off the top of my head. But yeah, it seemed like, to me, Morales had one of the more interesting backstories, you know, with his, you know, uh, dynamic with his father, his uncle, and just how awkward in a different way he was i don't know yeah the the only thing that i i guess i could say is a little bit kind of like overly op is he also has like shock power so he's not he he has the spider-man power but he also has shock power but also like in the game there is a peter parker so there's he's there's basically two spider-men doesn't he like go away on vacation or so, something? Something like that. And then he comes back like halfway through the game and yeah. he helps you out a little bit. But it's almost like they kind of took Static Shock and like Spider-Man and yeah. mashed them together. It's like, but Spider-Man's enough. You don't have I to bet have not both. a lot of people know that reference. Static like, Shock? Yeah. Well, the, they tried <laughs> That to, was one of my favorite shows growing up, yeah. but <laughs> No, I th- I think they tried to do something, but it was uh, with Static Shock, but I feel like it was like the CW or some crap like that, so it's bound oh, to fail. Well, that's why, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the and uh, here here's the thing. Like again, you get back to sort of like some the people who ba- babble back and forth where you know, you you'll get some folks who say, you know, stop ethnic 
whitewashing characters, but there again, mm-hmm. how many original, you know, say black characters, Hispanic characters or whatever are really elevated all that much? Because really what you have is is um, Black Panther. That's one. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage kind of had a thing on Netflix. Yeah, the Static Shock. series really I, I, pushed with him. That yeah. was that was a good series. Yeah, I never again too too much Marvel. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know much about Luke Cage as a character, but I know he is historic. But like you know, I mean, technically you have um, like the Iron Patriot, which you know, Rhodey. Yeah. So that yep. that's I don't remember if Rhodey was whatever in the comic, but anyway, he is obviously now Forrest Whitaker and then um, Don Cheadle. Uh, mm-hmm. but like, you know, static shock, <laughs> I feel like you could make a run or a movie or like a serious series with static shock and make it cool, but I don't you think could. that they're interested. He was one of the more iconic lesser heroes. And honestly, we all grew up with him being a black character. Even if he's not in the comics, who cares? I actually that's what yeah, we remember. I don't know the, but <laughs> I, yeah, the I cartoon. Don't I mean, care I remember to ever look into the comics. So Yeah. I yeah. think he was an original black character. I, I, I am pretty okay. sure he, he was, but okay. I mean, yeah, I just, I remember the cartoon and so forth, but anyway, you could throw that out there. I think that that would be kind of neat, but anyway, back to miles Morales, take away the shock power, just make him Spider-Man. I think yeah. it'd be fine, but like it's, it is what it is. I think you Doesn't could be he have more a stealth accepting suit as well. Doesn't he have like, an I don't remember that as well. Maybe. Okay. Maybe that, that was just probably. in the cartoon. I don't know. The, the spider verse cartoon with, Spider Pig yeah. and the anime girl <laughs> Mech Spider Man. Ooh, ooh, woo. Ooh, woo. Oh, another news, uh, completely unrelated to any of the nerdy topics that we, you know, get into. What was your opinion of I Am Legend as a movie? It's kind of a throwback there. The Will Smith like that movie? movie? Yeah. Um, I Am Legend. So that was the one with the zombies that come out at yes, night or whatever. He's a scientist and kind of turns out in the ending he's kind of a bad guy like experimenting on people to find the cure and he gets attacked mm-hmm. and supposedly dies at the end spoiler to anyone who didn't watch the movie from 2006 well get, get over it uh <laughs> i it was fine yeah it was it was uh, a decent enough movie for the time so they're actually making a sequel to it i had looked into it for a while kind of looked like a fake but with all the stuff that happened with will smith a lot of his stuff kind of like got pushed back but apparently it is still in the works, and yeah, they're going to be making number two, which I'm kind of excited for. Obviously, it canonizes the ending where he like hides in the shelter. Because if you remember, yeah. there was the uh, yeah. the alternate ending where yep. he. I even talked to some people about. It's like, well, you didn't see him blow up. It's like, well, he rammed into a glass wall with a grenade. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he blew up. But look, look yeah, I like Will Smith as an actor. I don't like what he did at that award show. Uh, oh, I didn't either. I mean, I look, there are plenty of times when I've thought about punching somebody. There are some times when I have punched people. Yeah. Don't tell anybody about Well, it. not to get but into like, anything crazy that might piss off people, <laughs> especially anything racially charged, not that that has anything to do with what we're talking about, right. but trigger some people. He, he really shouldn't have been defending her. She's not really worth defending based on her actions, so... Still, her his wife, yeah, it, understandable. So, yeah, but it's a t- yeah that 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 whole marriage that whole 
thing is weird. It's Hollywood. It's yeah. weird. I don't want anything to do with it. But I just, I, I yeah. think that there, there were better ways to handle that situation. Oh, absolutely. And he didn't handle it well. And it sucks yeah. because, well, like I said, all he really I, I, did was was uh, help Chris Rock yeah, get a little bit more special, baby. Variety. Yeah, he was going on tour almost damn near yeah. after that. So it, I almost wondered at first if it was all staged until yeah, it got to the point to where Will Smith was just completely berated and no one came out and be like, hey, this was fake. <laughs> true enough. True enough. But yeah, I mean, Independence Day is still one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've I've enjoyed his Seven Pounds and uh, Pursuit mm-hmm. of Happiness are two of my Absolutely. favorites as well. But yeah, no, he's he's definitely a, a really good. I mean, hell, even uh, that award show, he was getting an award for uh, King Richard. Anyway, the mm-hmm. Venus and mm-hmm. Serena Williams movie. Still need to watch that. I actually still don't understand why it was called King Richard. I mean, I understand why it's <laughs> called, but it's like Venus and Serena aren't another about, about the dad. I don't care about the dad. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so there, there you go. That's like caring about the dad in a Michael Jackson movie. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to hear about his dad. I don't want to hear about that. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> One last thing before we jump into the more important topic about how our weeks have been. Blade. Blade is something that that's another character that I think. Absolutely. That would be. And a lot of people forget that that's Marvel. But it's yeah, it's it both is. Marvel and the least Marvel thing out there, and that's kind of what people need right now. I think that's why Deadpool was so popular because yep. it was R-rated, violent, a little bit raunchy, and it was just so different. Well, the, Blade is on another level. Well, the the <laughs> first Wesley Snipes Blade movie, I think personally, aside from some of the CGI and stuff, I think it still holds up. I still really like that yep. movie. I would, you know, look, Wesley Snipes for me is Blade. Because I yeah, watched like you the can't three replace movies he did. That, ser- that series tried so hard. Yeah. And they actually put some effort in, but I couldn't enjoy that actor. It was nothing against him, but. Yeah. yeah it's because Wesley Snipes is ingrained. He, he was a memorable actor in and of itself, but like, I would really like to see like a really conscious cast, casting of Blade, um, and maybe try and get Wesley Snipes in as sort of like the Whistler role or something yeah. like that. Either, either, or because you could make up anything you want anymore, especially with comic could, characters. But you could do something where, like, he has a son, and yeah. he passes the mantle down. I think that'd be pretty sweet because you'd be able I to so. justify why they have the same power. Because realistically, yep. how often is that going to happen? You know. Yeah, very true. But anyway, Bl- Blade's one that I, I'd like to. I'd like to see I, that would that interests me more than. And no offense, but that interests me more in furthering the Black Panther line. It, uh, Blade yeah. was Blade was my guy. I love I love Blade. Yeah, so. that was the first. I don't know about you, like one of the first R-rated movies I was allowed to watch, although it was TV fourteen edited, of course, on uh, FX or whatever channel yeah. we watched it on. Price Spike TV. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you remember the the like PlayStation One like video game that we had yes. and everything? Yeah. Yes. That was, that fun. was good times. Clunky, Terrible controls, fun. but yeah. so fun. <laughs> kind of like Tenchi. Oh, for sure. <laughs> a little bit. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and roll into how was your week? Not too bad. Not a whole lot going on really. I did a little bit of work on the new car. Did some brakes, oil change, whatnot. And not a whole lot, honestly. This week we uh, we went to. A tailgate, a work function tailgate for the Ohio State game. Hung out there for a little bit on Saturday. Then we went to uh, Hofbrew House in Columbus. Got some good German food. 
And the rest of the weekend was pretty lazy, which is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> oh, let's see. So we, what, what did really happen this past week? I guess nothing really crazy. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, did, did go to the state game, uh, watch that, you know, watch Ohio state kick Rutgers in the behind. Um, yeah, did, did that. And then dang, is that, yeah, that was really about it. Nothing, nothing really too major this, this weekend. Uh, didn't get to watch a Browns game. So I did watch the Browns game. Um, as far as the Browns go, that is a team that has a lot of problems and a lot of excuses. Um, Mm -hmm. they should conservatively speaking, they should, they could be whatever for now at this point, there's, there's absolutely no reason for them to have lost against Atlanta. Atlanta is not a good team. Uh, the, what was their record? I, 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 they were one and two. We were two and one. <laughs> so now we're both two and two. Um, there's no conceivable reason they should have lost. The, the defense is absolutely terrible. And I'll tell you what, I don't care if the scheme Joe Woods is, is running, who's a defensive coordinator is the right scheme or whatever. And, and the players aren't doing it right. That's on him. If you can't get your players to play up to your level, and this is the same thing that's happened the past three years with Joe Woods. They start abominably, and then eventually Mm -hmm. they kind of get on, and then the offense flops. That is not a good recipe, and he should not be an NFL defensive head coach in that case. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, you, you pair him with the head coach they have and Kevin Stefanski, it just doesn't work out. I am tired of people making excuses for this team because it's not good. The defense is way too talented. And every week they have muffed some coverage that has led to a big, huge pass play that completely swings the momentum and makes average quarterbacks, and they are all average that we've faced so far, look like superstars. The worst thing uh, with the Atlanta game, we're going in there, the number six or seventh ranked defense against the run, and they ran all over us. They destroyed that defense. It looked terrible. So, (laughs) yes, Joe Wood should be fired. Kevin Stefanski personally i don't really i don't even really care about him anymore either because like he oh yeah made mistakes gotta get better it's like no at this point you need to start like growing a set and calling people out hey Mm -hmm. the our secondary is terrible they're missing this they're missing that you know what's going on uh so yeah personally that was a that was a terrible game it was embarrassing and they should they should all be embarrassed I don't care that Miles Garrett was out and, and Jadavion Clowney was out. I don't care who you had out. You were embarrassed, and you should be embarrassed. And then it, the exact same thing that happened week two happened this week with uh, Jacoby Brissett. They have to march down and get points, and Jacoby Brissett throws an interception. 
And people, I, I, you know, there's one particular guy that I have. I think his <laughs> name's Quincy Carter. Uh, he has a YouTube channel and I, I watch some of his stuff. That guy, as much as I've normally agreed with him, has apologized up and down and, and been this like Jacoby Brissett stan. And he is he was very much against Baker Mayfield, which Baker honestly hasn't really played all that well with the Panthers, if we're being honest about it. But like and everyone said it was because the Browns sucked. No, he just sucked. <laughs> I don't think he sucks. I, I, I think that he has been broken. I think he's been broken because the Stefanski, I, I honestly think Stefanski collared him and now he's in his head. I don't I don't think he'll ever be mm-hmm. right. I think he's got a lot of talent. I don't think he'll ever be right again, though. But Jaco- I like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's fine. But if you are blowing leads, that guy is not the guy to do heroics. And I'm sorry, yeah. but Deshaun Watson, after basically two years of being out, isn't going to be your savior. You lost the farm for nothing. This team is going to do nothing. You're beating down your two excellent running backs for nothing. You signed Amari Cooper, who's been playing really, really well for nothing. You lost OBJ. And um, uh, who is our other receiver uh, from last year? Uh, Jarvis Landry. You lost him mm. for nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's just it's not good. Not looking good for Browns fans at all. And, uh, yeah, yeah, very critical because there's a lot of talent there. They look like trash. Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Yeah, it's a shame. I hate to uh, only be able to enjoy watching Ohio State. I really don't care as much for Ohio State as I do Browns. I've always been an NFL football. guy. Yeah, yeah, that's more of just a excuse to get around, you know, other people. I've never really cared that much to watch the games. Nah, not at all. I just wish <laughs> it didn't have to be such a closet thing to enjoy the Browns. Like you could yeah. share it with other people and be happy. You know. 100%. I have one other person I watch it with, and you know we get it kind of excited, but it's always with so much anxiety that you never really truly quite enjoy yourself, you know. It, Absolutely. Years of being beaten down, you just expect it at this point. No doubt. So anyway, we've talked about uh, everything but Star Wars, so I figured we might might want to actually get into the episode. Yeah. Well, to be <laughs> fair. We do only have one episode to go through, and that's just that's so true. little content. I mean, so little. They really need to go back to uploading about four episodes a week for us to go through. That would be so much better. I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> so we have 45 minute runtime. Obviously, it winds up being about 38 minutes with the beginning and, and the end credits. Little deceiving there. Um, and we are, you know, basically picking back up while, where we left, eating some uh, blue cocoa puffs with blue milk with your mommy. <laughs> I was glad you noticed cocoa puffs too, dude. I'm, I'm telling happy. you, <laughs> if that's not in the Disney park, that will be out on shelves at some point. Oh, I guarantee it. You're gonna get blue milk too at this point. With how much they're pushing, pushing it, it's gonna happen. Well, I'm just I'm just saying there. Yeah, uh, whoever makes cocoa puffs, maybe it's Post or something, is going to have a limited edition Star Star Wars Andor cocoa puffs Depressed with pressed X cop cocoa yeah. puffs <laughs> with bl- special blue centers. It'll turn your milk blue. That's what's gonna happen. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love how we just have the zoom into it. Obviously, it has nothing to do with marketing, but yeah, that, it's that's pretty funny. That's all it's for, and I guarantee there's cereal out there, or there will be. I will say that this series, you know, we're talking about Blade being kind of like anti-Marvel. I feel like yeah. Andor is really attempting to be a little bit anti-Star Wars because, again, it feels to me more like Blade Runner than it does yeah. Star Wars at times. It really does, and I love it so much for it. Honestly, I actually really this like is it too. such a breath of fresh air. I, I and I don't understand why people don't like it as much. I don't. I don't get it. You know, even on an episode where a whole lot doesn't happen, like this episode. It doesn't matter. It's still enjoyable. An episode of Kenobi where a bunch of stuff happens, I feel like is less enjoyable than a simple <laughs> watching our little slice of life stuff with <laughs> with this guy. I mean, it, it's yeah. really good, genuine acting. And that's the thing. It feels real. You can understand and relate, even if you didn't grow up that way, you can relate to this guy's issues with his mom. And it shows so well why he is the way he is. It's like, you know, it's like Hux all over again. You really see why he's developed the way he is. And it's it's such a breath of fresh air to have some intelligent writing and acting. It doesn't have to be super exciting. It doesn't have to be the most profound thing ever. It just has to be real. <laughs> and I, I've loved this show more and more every week. I mean, it, it just gets better for me. Yeah, and and like, there, there's really no pleasing some people. Um, I think that uh, you'll get some folks who are like, "Well, look, uh, you're not developing enough, so we don't care about the characters, or you're developing too much, and we don't care about." I mean, literally, I saw one comment that said, "All we have is development," and uh, all these characters are going to die pretty soon and I don't, and I won't remember them or care about them. So it's like, are you saying that what, what, what the hell are you saying? I, I don't know. So every well-developed <laughs> character in all of cinematography, you don't care about if they die with that logic. Why do we care about Darth Vader? He is the most fleshed out character in star Wars. But he died, so what's the point in going through his story, even though that's the entire point of Star Wars? <laughs> I don't get that logic. <sighs> and yeah. honestly, I think that would be probably my only flaw with um, Rogue One is we didn't necessarily get as much development with some of our uh, support characters that we loved so much. So I feel like they're kind of trying to make up for it in this show. I'm fine. Mm -hmm with the fact that all these characters that are around Andor are probably going to end up dead. But I'm also fine getting to know them a little bit so their deaths actually matter. Yeah. Because if they don't matter, what's the point in focusing on them for so long? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, just a little moment with, with the mom and son here. We're talking about Uncle Harlow, and he's maybe he'll get you a job. I mean, you don't have any prospects, do you? Harlow doesn't want to talk to you, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was funny um and we do get a little bit more towards the end where it's just literally just expanding on the same thing it's like well i called and yeah i told him that you're a loser and you know he's gonna maybe think of something for you so that's 
that's kind of, uh, you know, we'll see how, how that all, um, pans out. But mm-hmm. we also leave that cop character was a serial or something like that. Um, we leave him with looking at that hollow of Andor. So he's, he's got mm-hmm. it out. He, he wants to, he definitely wants to, or he's bl- going to be blaming Andor for losing his whole thing, even though it's his own incompetence, which is a typical story. Right. Then we kind of get back with, um, with Andor who, uh, y- you know, the funny thing is you actually did have the whole cast list. So what I'm going to say is you have to figure out all these character names for me. <laughs> I don't have to. Who's our, who's our <laughs> suspicious guy? Um, so no, that's the young kid. Hold no, on. no, 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 on not it. the young kid. The other, the, the one who's kind of the, the not nice one. Uh, oh boy. Brasso. No, Brasso's his friend. Let's see. Yeah, these here. pictures are really oh. terrible, I, unfortunately. I do. I, I enjoy that in order to actually read this article, I, you know, to potentially, like, find some stuff, I have to prove I'm not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have to. So dumb. Oh, uh, boy. Let's see. Uh, oh, maybe it's uh, Skeen. So Skeen um, has basically pilfered Andor's <clears throat> stuff, and he's 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 really suspicious of the motivation. You know, he, he's uh, I, I, and I, which I could understand. Random dude shows up, and you're basically going to be robbing the Empire of all of its money. Uh, that's that's pretty tough, but you know. So we have Skeen out here, and he is kind of trying to get a little bit more out of Andor. You know, he notices some of the tattoos and so forth, and they're kind of trading stories back and forth a little bit there. I'm I'm not really interested in this character all this much. (laughs) Yeah, Skeen's probably my least favorite. I don't Um, know why. The overly obsessively untrusting art gets really old really quickly if you don't yeah. actually start trusting the person. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm not really interested in any of these like rebels all that much. Um, I kind of like cereal, 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 cereal's the, uh, the, uh, cop guy. Oh no. Oh, you're talking about the kid. These people are mixed up. Yes. The kid, he looks like the kid in these pictures. These pictures are terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the, the, um, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah, the, the he fin- was kind of interesting, in a way. Sure, a little more entertaining. Well, he he's a he's a believer. Yeah, he he's a true believer, and he's got a manifesto, and he's kind of like a conspiracy theorist type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. He's fine. He's definitely going to die. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's gonna be the first, and it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, he he's he is one hundred percent going to die, and I feel like our our main our head girl is the only one who's gonna survive. Even though we kind of set her and her little girlfriend up to like do something stupid at the end of this episode, but I feel like she, yeah. her and Andor will be the only ones who make it out of this. Yeah, which by the way, what is their role in all this? Do they ever actually explain it? 
They didn't explain what their role was. Uh, I feel like it's going to be like a distraction or something like that, or maybe some sort of insurance policy. Or they're going to be stealing something other than the credits that will wind up being like a bigger deal that Andor's not yeah. supposed to know about. So that'll be kind of a kind of an interesting thing. Um, but we'll we'll sort sort of see. So so it's it's Vel. Vel is kind of like the leader here. Um, mm-hmm. So I I don't know, man. Kind of because she doesn't really <laughs> know how to lead very well. Well, um, her, her, she her... certainly makes all of her company mistrust every action she takes mm-hmm. and mistrust Andor because she doesn't really choose to be honest about him at all. Even even a very simplistic version of his story. I mean, they could give him something or give them something. But yeah. Yeah, she's because of her incompetence, it kind of makes me wonder if she is going to survive. Really. I think she will. And by the way, the kid's name was Nimic. So Nimic, Nimic with his uh, with his manifesto, the pace of uh, repression outstrips our ability to understand it, which is kind of interesting, <laughs> you know, in a way. It's um, it's true. The the, yeah. the Palpatine was very deliberate. In the way he set up yeah. everything, uh, and the empire. I like the way that he brings it up. It's like, well, you know, this old tech that isn't traceable. Yeah, no one knows how to use it anymore because it's yeah. slowly being phased out. Yep. And that's the thing. I mean, the the empire is bloated and bureaucratic by design. It's it's designed mm-hmm. to move slow, but also to uh, infiltrate every section of your life. Like 1984, you rely on the state. The state tells you what to mm-hmm. do. You don't question the state. And, you know, slowly it starts to absorb everything that's actually truth, and then it demands its own truth. And you don't have any way to really question it because you don't understand what's going on. So, yeah. It'd be interesting if that uh, that manifesto was, like, made into a real thing and released as a little mini novel or something. Yeah, I, I will say the only thing I don't like about this particular article is that they're calling Nemec's writing uh, like the equivocation of a communist manif- manifesto. It's not a communist really? manu- manifesto at all. That's not what that's not what the um, the rebels are even standing for. They're standing for understanding and then also rebelling against oppression. I think it's kind of, I'm not going to like shout out the website. I'm not going to shout down the writer, but I think that that's a really dumb equivocation because you can't just say that just because the guy has some sort of man, uh, you could call uh, the Federalist Papers that back up the the Constitution a manifesto because it's there to explain the Constitution and nobody reads those. You could call, you can call a lot of things manifestos that are, but you don't equate it to the communist manifesto. That's a completely different thing. It's this like is a teenager a, trying to write this who thinks they're more intelligent than they are. Yeah, th- th- <laughs> this isn't Hitler writing Mein Kampf. This isn't, you know, Karl Marx writing, you know, the communist manifesto. This isn't that at all. He's uh, effectively trying to put in into some sort of context that he can understand what he's seeing so that he can you know, help maybe try and educate other people around him 
to resist it. Because at the end of the day, it's all programming, so. Right. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I did find interesting in here, when we're talking about this plan, so apparently there's like a vehicle that's attached to a mm-hmm. cable that they're stealing. So the but other they don't guy, know the weight. <laughs> yeah, and that's the interesting thing. So the other guy we have here is Terraman. And mm-hmm. they're basically asking Andor, how do you know the weight? Like, and he's like, You don't know? What do you what do you That's you, funny. At first at first I thought like he legitimately didn't know because he was so dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought that was kind of a cool little bait and switch. But uh, yeah, that, that was a really entertaining scene. It's like, oh my God, you don't know this. You're going to get us all killed. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is they have an Imperial Lieutenant. And you didn't think to ask him about this? Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> why would Andor know this after a day on the job compared yeah. to your inside man? Yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, Gorn is the uh, lieutenant, and mm-hmm. his thing is, and we also learn backstories as to kind of why they're helping here. Gorn, he he had a lady, he lost a promotion, he lost the girl. Doesn't seem like she was killed, just lost everything, which is sort of weak. Little, and I can understand why generic. Cassian. Yeah, I can understand why Cassian's a little suspicious of that. Um, yeah, even it, our, it amazes me that. That uh, Keen is so suspicious of Andor, but not the Imperial with the fairly not so heartbreaking backstory. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, Ske- even Skeen's backstory is that or his Skeen, not Keen, yeah, no, yeah. you're good. His brother, who is a tree farmer of all things, was uh, basically pepper the, the- tree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the same thing that happened, like, I mean, we saw this on Lothal where, you know, farmers were like, we're going to buy your land. It's like, I don't want to. Well, then we're going to kill you. But they didn't kill him. His brother committed mm-hmm. suicide because the Imperials flooded his land and he effectively lost his livelihood, which is fair. But I feel like it would have been a bit more impactful if they actually had killed him, though. I, Especially yeah. when you lead in by saying that the Empire killed him. Not to get into yeah. this topic, but... They didn't force him to do it. I mean, yes, he, he felt completely lost and yeah, that's tough. broken, didn't know what to do. I understand that. I'm not discrediting that. Don't yell at me, people. But it's just, it's not a matter of that specifically. It's a matter of these backstories being a bit weak in general. They're just not yeah. well put together. But at least they do have a backstory. That's <clears throat> that's something. Yeah. Um, I did think it was... Also kind of uh, funny-ish. So Cinta. Cinta was the other uh, female character. And we got a little Cassian, you know, trying to be a little, 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 little swab, you know, a little, uh, mm-hmm. little flirty. Yeah. Just a, a crappy version of Han Solo, basically. Kind of. <laughs> Thank you for mm. bandaging my arm. Would you like to see my crystal? Your what? I mean, my, you know, my kyber crystal, not... Not anything else. It's not innuendo or anything like that. But like, if you did, she already shares a blanket. Andor, don't already. get any funny ideas. <laughs> but we're in hammocks. <laughs> don't question it. You guys have blankets. 
Yeah. So anyway, there there are a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, small takes here. Our lieutenant, you know, kind of bantering back and forth with a couple of different uh, Imperials in this, like uh, the the guy, the communications guy on the bridge. And uh, the, mm-hmm. the workers down in the whatever the plant here and, you know, giving them time off that fits into the plan. That's interesting. We even get a little bit more with um, with our Imperial uh, intelligence officer on Coruscant, who's yeah, still trying to supposedly crack. supposedly was supposed to only have one episode, according to IMDb, which yeah, I knew was they, crap. But. Yeah, they, they were weird on that. But um, there was a Hosnian Prime. If you, that was mm-hmm. that was dropped, yeah. which was um, Star Killer Base in Force Awakens. Yep. Uh, they talked Castle ja- Jakku. They even talked about that. So you know she's still trying to figure out the kind of rebels' weird mm-hmm. randomness here. It's it's too random not to be random. And did you also catch <laughs> that she's like taking a pill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, wonder what that's all about. I mean. Could be something simple. I mean, like they're they're pulling an all nighter, obviously, and it would go towards the obsessive nature of Imperials to, you know, not care about their own bodies, just to keep working over and over and over. But uh, yeah, I kind of hope that gets fleshed out. She's an interesting character. She reminds me of uh, Price and a few others. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping they really give her a good backstory and you know decent motivations. Right. So anyway, um, as we kind of move along with Cassian, we'll talk about the Mon Mothma of it all as well, maybe at the end. But so we move along with the group. They're packing up, moving closer to the to the um, Imperial base to get ready. We have we finally have the confrontation as uh, Skeen is able to take Andor's Kyber crystal. And mm-hmm. Sky Crystal. And uh Sky Kyber. Yeah, Sky Kyber. And Andor finally just fesses up. He's like, look, I'm getting paid for this. You know, that's yeah. why I'm here. I'm getting paid. If you want the truth, there it is. And I I, I think I think the big thing here is yeah, you do have to be honest. And yeah. whatever your motivations are, at least they know them. And I think it was, it was kind of a dumb thing to hide. It's like, yeah, we got a mercenary. And really the only thing is you just can't ask who's paying him and who dropped him Mm -hmm. off here. That's, that's the thing that you can't know. I think it would have been funny. Like as he (laughs) scheme mentions like, Oh, he's got this and it's worth 30,000. If Andor would have just been like, Luthen told me no less than 50. Yeah. Luthen. Wait, what? That would have been kind of funny. (laughs) Oh boy. So we're kind of left in the dark in this episode as to what's going to happen. That will all obviously be carried on. It does seem like we're just going to do a little tiny bit of a slower march onto that actual point of impact. But, um, we're, we're getting close to the heist. And, you know, I, I do like how they set up tension between the group with, uh, uh, what's her leader, uh, Bell. Bell. Um, you know, her kind of siding with Andor quite a bit on little 
comments he makes, uh, one of them being marching order, marching position, you know, kind of observing uh, dominant hand and positioning on that. And, you know, she just asks, like, well, do do you know everyone's dominant hand? He's like, yeah, except for Weirdo over here. He likes to favor his left, even though he's right-handed when he's shooting and all that. But uh, just kind of showcases how observant and or is and how really built to be a spy he is with his perception skills but yeah. uh yeah i mean we kind of end on a slow note which is fine it, it's the last setup episode uh we get kind of a little scene of luthan being extremely worried about everyone trying to check in with uh vel and contact everybody it kind of uh shows in a nice light the assistant being you know, not necessarily so much of an assistant as much as a partner. Uh, definitely. She's definitely in the know with all this. So yeah. I'm intrigued to see her role yeah, going he, he's, forward as he's well. He's like the face, and she's definitely the support, a but, but a much more equal support. <laughs> yeah, like a handler in a way. Yeah. Uh, another thing, by the way, another thing I did like with the Andor in this group, first of all, this group is terribly inexperienced. You can tell that. Oh, yeah. But there's yeah. the part where he said he ta- starts talking about fear, and he's like, you know, you know, I can tell you're all scared. And then it's like, well, yeah, are you scared? It's like, yeah, of course I'm scared. <laughs> but the difference is, I'm not gonna lose my nerve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think I think that even with skiing, it's like you can kind of tell that there's there's a, a lying an underlying lack of confidence there. Mm-hmm. even though he's like supposed to be the big tough enforcer guy, but how inept the, you know, they're, they're telling him to be observant. It's like, well, yeah, you got to march like them. And this, it's like, first of all, Andor's impersonated Imperials. He's stole that star drive already. He mm-hmm. knows he's picking up the little language hints that, uh, that they were giving him. He's telling them, like you said, how to march and all this stuff. It's like, your attention to detail sucks. It's like, why am I not mm-hmm. leading this mission? Yeah, it's really hard to say which one's worst at whether it's Vel or uh, L, who's our character that ends up taking over for this group of four. Tenzin? Like uh, T- Terraman or something like that. We Terraman. called him Terraman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 an interesting group. I'll, I'll say that much. But hundred percent, people are gonna die. Terraman, oh, I yeah. think I think he could survive. I think he'll survive. I like Terraman I think him and Vel more than the rest. He's probably my favorite of the group, honestly. Our I other girl like... really gets no screen time, so I don't no. have much of an opinion of her one way or the other. I feel like she could be a cooler character, but they kind of just have blown her off. Hopefully they get a little I more I feel time like what they'll her, but... do. Yeah, I feel like what they'll do is they'll make her like have some badass like uh fighting scene. But mm-hmm. then um She'll like she'll die. Velgo sad, and then like maybe Skeen will try and save the kid, but ultimately mm-hmm. the kid will also get shot up too. So they'll both kind of die off. Um, I feel like that's what's gonna happen. I we're gonna we're definitely losing more than half of this team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the real question is, do you think Gorm's gonna get caught up in all this? Uh, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one to tell. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's done a very good job of making himself seem 
still like a loyalist. I mean, he's even <laughs> berating people about not getting something painted. You know, right. he's, he's definitely doing the part. So I don't think that they'll really catch on to unless someone accidentally like calls for him or something crazy Absolutely. like that. Yeah. Or if he just, you know, ends up getting shot in the crossfire, because obviously he's going to be forced to be on the battlefield at that point. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think we'll see him again after this if he does survive, because realistically, unless he gets sent to another station, he's stuck there. So, You know what might be interesting? And it could be like a lesson learned for Andor that we see in Rogue One. Maybe the lieutenant will actually shoot one of the compatriots to stay in cover. Mm. And that could be like a tie-in to Rogue One. I could see him shooting the kid. That's where he because learned the kid it. would be, yeah. Or either that, yeah. or the kid's already dead, and Skeen's like, you know, maybe kind of a little bit of a sacrificial thing there. Mm-hmm. That could be. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that happening. Or, you know, maybe they get caught right off the bat and captured by them, and you know, they end up executing one of them and then sending them off to be jailed and. He's the one that ends up commanding it, and then they break could out. Could be. Could I think be. that would be kind of an interesting arc to go with on it. It um, would be different. It would definitely be different. Yeah. So, so that's basically where we leave off with that. Uh, nothing really else going on with uh, Siren as well. He's just looking at his his hollow, obsessing yep. over Andor. So really so all that we have left Mon is Mothma. to get into Mon. She has a daughter. She has a very old daughter. And it's a very dysfunctional family, <laughs> which we kind of got a little glimpse of in the last episode, but it's very expounded upon in this one. It kind of pulls a lot of uh, parallels to Leia. Absolutely. I think, except Han was more supportive than this husband guy. This guy's a tool. He's I, a I tool. I don't like him at all. I don't, under, I, I don't care if he's justified in being... You know, feeling neglected, he's just a jackass. So <laughs> I'll tell you that the biggest difference, though, between Mon Mothma and Leia is I think Mon Mothma enjoys the high life more. Oh, absolutely. Le- Leia's not. She she's literally in the trenches, um, mm-hmm. and Mon Mothma is up in the sky in perfect clothes in this really like art deco great Gatsby giant house with all these little fancy things trying to get her daughter to go do things and drive what Mon Mothma is is a relic of the Republic fighting to get her status back yeah and I I don't want to like bury her completely but like there's nothing about this true yes it's just the character that she is it doesn't necessarily make her terrible because of that but yeah and I'm not saying she doesn't do good things because we even here at the end, she talks about like you know, she's in the car with her husband and he's like, why didn't you tell me about this new fund you started? It's like, well, it's charitable. I didn't think you'd be interested. But even Leia wasn't that harsh with Han near the end. No. <laughs> like <laughs> in Force Awakens. No. I just, I, I really don't have much sympathy for her at all. And you're, and you're right. That is a pretty perfect explanation or, or description, just a remnant of the Republic and, and kind of in a way trying to hold on to that sort of luxury lifestyle that they had where even Mm -hmm. like Luthien, Luthien, 
he's going out and getting his hands dirty and still returning back to be, you know, to play the character. But I don't. I, I just don't like Mon Mothma. That the more and more I watch yeah. her, it's like, yeah, this is you're you're reinforcing things that I've said for a long time. I just don't like the character. Like personally, I I think the character is good for the story. I just don't like the character. That's what I was gonna bring up. I personally think that that is the entire point of Mon Mothma. After a New Hope, when we actually start to flesh her out, I think the entire point is showcasing an inability to learn from past mistakes and to inevitably repeat them because she spirals the new Republic into the same conflict, the same downfall that the Republic faced. She learned absolutely nothing and she was actually there. She was old enough to be a part of the downfall of the Republic, her decisions, you know, her, her standing, her, her voting, everything she did, helped lead to Palpatine. And after Palpatine was gone, she wanted the status quo to be reinstated. She is the gluttony (laughs) and the... uh, Vanity. Ineptitude, the vanity, the vanity of the Republic. The Republic is always doomed to fail. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, it sucks because, like, if if any of you listening haven't read... <clears throat> the aftermath series highly recommend because I do feel like that fleshes out a lot of this even more. Um, her decisions at the, the birth of the new Republic I felt were problematic. And I have said this before who should have become chancellor Leia, not an ambassador, mm-hmm. not a work all the time. She should have been the chancellor and Mon Mothma should have, let herself go, fade to the back, and say, your time to lead. Yeah. My time is and over. You know, it's your time to lead. And, you know, a little bit of a... little bit of a perspective shift from this scene in the uh, Princess and the Scoundrel book because oh, she was God, so yeah. adamant about Leia actually taking time with her husband, even though she still ended up kind of screwing it all up because... Hey, this would be a good diplomatic show for you to show up on this cruise liner. Let's do this. But yep. she did, she was adamant about her actually taking time. And I feel like, in a way, obviously she's her mentor. She does truly care about Leia, oh, uh, yeah. Leia's family, and she, she wants to help Leia. That is her one redeeming quality in my eyes is that she truly cares about this girl. And seeing. Um, that she has a daughter who's pretty much the same age that she's clearly not close with, that she's neglected, kind of helps flesh out why she cares so much about Leia. Maybe she's, you know, the replacement daughter that she never got to have because she neglected her. But I, I do like seeing these scenes of how dysfunctional her family are because it does showcase her trying to save Leia from the same fate, even though ultimately it didn't happen, but right. So that was kind of cool in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Um, I don't know. There are redeemable qualities for the character, obviously, but there are also Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of things about her that just 
rankle you. You know. Yeah. And it's 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 tough. It's tough to really care that much about Mon Mothma. Just a reality for me. And this can't all be as cool as Bail Organa. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. Bail Organa was out there getting his hands dirty too. Yeah. Like, I would love to see Bail in this show personally. I think that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I don't. I I don't feel like we will because like his whole cell was a little different. You know, that that dealt with a little bit different elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to continue to like run down Mon Mothma and stuff. But I I think a lot of things would have been different had we just moved past her. Yeah, know. but Absolutely. still. Still, f- fair somehow crucial to the rebellion. Absolutely, <laughs> still searching, <laughs> but I'm I'm sure it's there. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, even Akbar's predecessor is important to the rebellion. That's not saying a whole lot. So I mean, <laughs> no. But well, we, Admiral we, Admiral we Akbar's was a lot more important to the rebellion in a lot of ways than most people were. Moncala was. Uh-huh. Honestly, Moncala was more important to the rebellion than half of them because they built the ships. Oh, there is so, no rebellion without those ships. <laughs> no, no, the Mon the Moncal deserve all the respect in the in the world because they they built the ships mm-hmm. and uh, yep. provided a lot in the way of strategy and so. manned them. They didn't even just provide them; they manned them. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. you know. So, well. Do we need to talk about anything else? Are we moving towards the end here, huh? I believe we're pretty much at the end. Okay. Unless we have some crazy post-credit scene that I am not no. going to take the time to check for. No, I don't <laughs> care. But hey, look, ratings-wise, gave last week's uh, episode an 8.3, and I gave it an 8. Uh, so what do we got, man? What, what's your rating and why for this week, episode 5? Yeah, so this episode continues to slowly build upon everything that I feel like uh, the Andor series is doing right. We have slow but progressive character growth, um, some of it being a little bit more meh, you know, with our our squad mates. But, uh, you know, getting to see our character growth with... uh, all the dysfunctional aspects of uh, Cyril's, is Cyril? Cyril. Yeah, yeah Cyril's character. Um, we get to see some pretty cool moments of Andor showing off all of his uh, spy skills, his perception skills. And I, I, there's not a whole lot to say that stands out in this episode for me. I hate to say that. It, it's not that I don't like the episode. It's just... It was well-written, well-acted, and just very realistic. You know, it was actually something you could believe happened, unlike everything that happened with Kenobi and all these other shows. You know, it's just very well done in general. You know, I don't have a lot to expound upon on that, but, yeah, it's just a good episode. Uh, Definitely filler. But that's fine. I can't necessarily say it's as high rank as last week's, but it's it's definitely up there. So I'm gonna go with a eight point two. Okay, eight point two. 
I'm going to say this, and this is where my hot take uh, comes in. This is exactly how you're supposed to write a transitional episode. I loved everything about it. It was, for me, engaging. It showcased a lot. Um, there, There's a lot going on. There's a lot of character paths, and that's kind of difficult. I just, I enjoyed the living hell out of it. I thought it was just overall fantastic. You get a little bit of everybody's personality. You further the storyline. I don't mind the slower pace. Like sometimes you have to have development. I assume next week we're going to have our attempt on the Imperial base. That's what I assume. Because again, this is moving in three episode arcs. Episodes one through three, one arc. Episodes four through uh, uh, six, I think is the next arc. And then we're going to move on from there. I just think people are so ruined by impatient. Well, impatient. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent impatient and all this crap with uh, binge TV. Look, this was actually really freaking good. Like you're missing the point. You're, you're getting to know all these characters. Everybody complained about uh, not everybody. A lot of people complained about rogue one saying we didn't get to know the characters well enough, which I think was BS. Now you're, you're actually learning more about the characters. You're, you're getting a little bit more in to the day-to-day grind. You're seeing what it takes to be a rebel. And you're also seeing how ill prepared they were in this beginning stage. But I don't know, man, it just, it really hit a great, uh, it hit a great stride for me. I, I really, really enjoyed what we got. And it makes me more excited to see what's coming up than less excited. So it was definitely better than last week's episode for me. Um, and yeah, so I'm, my initial thing was going to be an eight, five. I think I'm going to stick with my initial thought. I'm going to put in an 8.5 for that. I enjoyed it. I don't really care what people think about that. I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was really good. And it makes me really look forward to the next week. So, yeah. And I'll say one more thing. The writers of Kenobi and a few other series, (laughs) not even just star Wars really, but they all really could learn something from this series on transitional episodes. Well, they can not only learn about writing, they learn about how to operate a camera, how to edit a show. <laughs> they can do a lot. God, what a- yeah, I mean, it It blows my mind. We're on episode six. This is where we ended Kenobi. Yeah. And we had no development or growth whatsoever in that show. And this show, which is obviously by most people's standard, was not even close to the anticipation level as Kenobi has so yep. much more care and love put into it by every actor, by the writers, by the producer. I mean, they, they put so much more effort into this and it's kind of sad in a way. I'm very glad yeah. because I thought that it would be kind of the, uh, the ignored series, just the one that people put the least effort possible into. So I'm happy they did. 
But the show that everyone thought would be, it's a sleeper. A lot of people had very low expectations of this show. And I think that speaks volumes to it. Right. Because it doesn't need to have a big name like Kenobi or Anakin. It doesn't have to have a big explosive battle so far for it to be entertaining. Yeah. It's just it's just a better show in yep. general. I agree, man. I agree. So there we go, folks. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying Andor and enjoying the podcast and all that good sort of stuff. Um, I think we're kind of moving towards the point where we're going to start signing off, but I guess last call, anything else? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, if you'd like to interact with the show, of course, find us on, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter at TC plan podcast. You can also send us a good old fashioned email. If you have any, uh, thoughts, theories, contradictions, whatever, uh, send that over to TC plan podcast, gmail.com. Love to hear your opinions on the show. Um, yeah, so do it, do it or do not. There's no try. You just you, you literally do have to like type and like do it, do stuff. But anyway, <laughs> folks, that's it for us. So y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>